You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk with your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. We've got an exciting episode for you today, including an interview with Voices.com's partner manager, Randy Nordgren, and a contribution from Steve Spiehager in Tech Talk. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. Can you sound like a celebrity? Voice artist and instructor Rodney Salisbury has recently published a podcast on how to sound like someone famous. Rodney is a sound-alike for Morgan Freeman, U.S. President Barack Obama, and can also sing like James Brown. From Rodney's perspective, it's all about speaking in the right key. What does that mean, though? You can find out in the most recent episode of the VoiceOver Experts podcast found in iTunes. Backstage Magazine recently published an article about the new state-of-the-art SAG Foundation Center in New York City. The new center, consisting of a classroom, a voiceover lab, and a computer lab, brings with it a slew of brand new programming previously unavailable to New York performers. In addition to workshops and training, beginning in September, the classroom will also double as an on-camera audition room where members can book time to film with the help of an administrator who will manage the lighting, sound, and camera equipment. Of interest to us voiceover people, of course, is their crown jewel, which is the Entertainment Industry Foundation Voiceover Lab. You can read more about this via Backstage or VoiceOverTimes.com. In entertainment news, the new Transformers Age of Extinction film opened last weekend. While many characters in the film are on-camera actors, the Autobots, Decepticons, and Dinobots, yes, there are Dinobots, feature the voice talents of Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, John Goodman as Hound, John DiMaggio as Crosshairs and Leadfoot, and Frank Welker as Galvatron, among others. Have any news to share or comments on these stories? Email stephanie at voices.com or comment on our Facebook page. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. There's nothing more we like to do than connect people and help them grow. Something we'll be doing in The Biz is interviewing experts from industry, many of whom are conveniently located here in the Voices.com office. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Randy Norgren, Partner Account Manager at Voices.com. Thanks for joining me today in the studio, Randy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Voices.com? Well, a little about me. I've worked for the last 10 or so odd years um, to build new cool strategic alliances for companies like Voices.com. And I'm really excited to create new ways to help members by expanding and formalizing the Voices.com partnership offering. So my goal is to coordinate with other companies in the industry to create relationships that can yield results that create opportunities for members. Basically, I want to get Voices.com involved with the key players in the voiceover industry and continue to expose the brand to those who can help us grow. On a personal level, a fun fact about me is I'm actually not from Ontario. I'm from out west, Alberta, a little city called Red Deer. Moved out to Ontario seven years ago and I just fell in love and never left. 
Thanks for that, Randy. Now, you've recently launched the program for people who'd like to partner with us, as you've been talking about. And these partners include channel partners, and I know there are partnerships around content, development, and training. So ultimately, as you said, these partnerships will result in more opportunities for talent to audition at Voices.com. Uh, now, could you share a little bit more with us about how a Voices.com partner might actually help to create those jobs? Great question, Stephanie. So what we are looking to do is really expand our network and reach to enable us to have partners to spread the good word of Voices.com. So historically, we've allowed individual businesses to post jobs for their own projects, but we want to open up for larger opportunities, really on a larger scale. So it won't be just one business posting jobs. It may be one business getting a thousand other businesses to post work. So Partners will allow us to reach more businesses who need voiceover work, ultimately making more work for the talent and ultimately making our talent happier. That's exactly what we want to hear, Randy. So um, I think other people are probably wondering this too, but what kind of companies are you looking to work with? What, what do these partners look like to you? Well, we're currently partnering with a bunch of exciting firms in the industry, but we're always happy to talk to more. And we feel that this really comes down to really who has the ear of a large group, an audience with companies that need voiceover. So it could be, you know, for example, a media company that wants to promote the value of our service to their members. Possibly a company that has a client base that needs voiceover and wants to help fill that demand. Or even new and cutting edge technology companies we find really great to talk to you as they want to sometimes embed our services right into their online delivery. Really anyone who can help drive more business for us is really going to drive what we're doing for partnerships. And we're certainly helping with that in our marketing department, I know. Um, but that said, are there any ways that perhaps we as a community, the people here listening to the podcast, for instance, how we can support you in this effort? Of course. The community has always been so supportive in past initiatives, so having them involved in this has always been in the plan from the very start. Our members are experts in the industry, and we feel that with their expansive network connections, they can be huge contributors. So if there's any voice talent that actually know companies that work with large groups of businesses that need voiceover, let us know. We can work out a deal with them and allow them to start using the Voices.com platform for the benefits of all the members. Fantastic. Well, I want to say thank you, Randy, for coming in today and, and taking time away from your, your busy schedule. And I want to say that we really do appreciate what you're doing. So thanks for being with us today, Randy. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. It's been a pleasure. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. Hello, VO guys and gals from sunny Southwest Florida. I'm Steve Spiehager, a Voices.com podcast contributor. From time to time, I'll be filing some reports on technical and hardware issues related to voiceover production. Today, I want to address your relationship with your closest VO friend, your microphone. Whether your microphone costs $50 or $5,000, it has certain characteristics that vary based on how you and it relate to one another. The first tip relates to minimizing what are called plosives. I guess that's short for explosive, which is the sound that can result from your pronunciation of the letter P, and to a lesser extent, the letter B. If you place your hand directly in front of your mouth when you pronounce these letters, you can feel the source of the problem, a puff of air released when your lips part. The extreme movement generates a voltage spike, which may peak all the way into distortion, certainly well above the average voltage generated by the rest of your speech. While there are three ways to deal with this problem, the least desirable is to try to reduce that sound electronically after it's been recorded. This can help if it's not possible to re-record the copy, but it sometimes leaves an unnatural trail of evidence behind. 
There are two ways of preventing the problem in the first place. Most of you have seen or have a pop filter, which is a screen placed between you and the microphone to break up that puff of air before it encounters the sensitive diaphragm of a condenser or dynamic mic. The second and easiest way is to alter your position relative to the microphone. This can become your natural posture, particularly if you're reading your copy from a computer screen. Face your copy on the screen directly and place your microphone at about a 45-degree angle to your mouth. Keep the same distance as you normally would. Your puffs of air will miss the sensitive capsule or diaphragm of the microphone. Even without a mechanical pop filter, your plosives will virtually disappear. Another property of microphones with a cardioid pickup pattern, and most VO microphones do, is what's known as the proximity effect. What this means is that as you approach the microphone more closely, the lower or the bass frequencies are emphasized. This effect can present a problem or be used to your advantage in certain circumstances. First, let me demonstrate. Here I'm speaking at a normal distance of 6 to 8 inches from my mic. Now I've moved closer to the point where my lips are almost touching the mic. Since moving closer also makes the voice louder, I've reduced the volume after recording so that all that you can hear is the boost of the bass frequencies. If your copy calls for a more dramatic or intimate read, this can be used to your advantage. But if you get too close for other types of copy, you can spend a lot of time electronically restoring a more natural sound after you've recorded. On the flip side, moving too far away from the microphone, as I've done here, will require the sound to be amplified further. And if your recording space isn't well isolated or treated for reflections, the undesirable sounds in the room and the reflections of your voice from hard surfaces can ruin the quality of your recording. Experiment to find out the sweet spot of distance, which will be different for each home studio setup. Work your mic as close as you can before the bass boost of the proximity effect kicks in. This will maximize the ratio of your voice to undesirable sounds which are present in almost every home studio. Thanks for listening. I hope these tips will help you fine-tune the sound emerging from your home studio. If you have any questions you'd like answered in future podcasts, email them to the folks at Voices.com and we'll try to help in any way we can. Till next time, this is Steve Spiehager coming to you from beautiful Southwest Florida. Follow your dream. Thank you, Steve. If you'd like to be a contributor to Tech Talk or have a comment, post it to our Facebook page. Voxbox, sharing your audio feedback. We've had some nice comments left on our Facebook page, including one from Amanda Sellers. She writes, So glad this is firing up again. I learned some valuable stuff on these podcasts. I love hearing feedback like this. Thank you, Amanda, for taking the time to share your thoughts. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening and for staying subscribed. If you haven't yet subscribed to Vox Talk, you can find our podcast in the iTunes podcast directory and, of course, continue the conversation on Facebook. All you need to do is look for our Vox Talk podcast. It's quite easy to find. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. Thank you again for joining me, and we'll see you next week.